This episode was sponsored by Critical Dice and the Endless Bag of Dice. Welcome to the Compendium, a resource designed to help you spend less time learning D&D and more time actually playing. Now that we've got everybody hyped up on fighters, um, how about we just go... How about we just go through and we start with what happens when you level up? So let's say that we're building a level one fighter fresh out of the gate. Um, you know, what what are they going to come built with? And then as you're adventuring, let's kind of go down that, that list and um, tell people what to expect each time that they level up. Also, for anyone that wants to follow along, just grab your player's handbook, turn to page 70. That's where we're going to be living for this whole episode. Yep. Absolutely. So um, just the, the kind of things you get at level one is you're going to get your hit dice or, or d10s it's the second best in the whole game just behind barbarians um and uh you're like i said before you can use all armor all shields simple and melee weapon and martial weapons no tools which is sad um and then you get saving throws of strength and constitution which makes a lot of sense um and then they can choose two skills and they're all very like you know hands-on kind of skills so acrobatics animal handling, athletics, history, insight, intimidation, perception, and survival. Um, my go-tos are if you're leaning strength, go with athletics. If you're leaning uh, more dexterity-based, like yeah, with for your range bow weapons, and arrow kind of stuff. Yeah. Right, or even a rapier or a short sword or something that has mm-hmm. versatility, um, go with acrobatics. And then just choose something that's going to be consistent with the story that you have for them. Perception's always a great one. You always, I mean, perception's probably the most used skill in the whole game, I would say, uh, for most games and most tables. Um, but history and insight and intimidation are also really, really good. Um, and don't worry if you choose a background later that uh, doubles up, you just get a free one that you just pick for anything. It's, it's great. Um, and then the equipment's kind of fun. Uh, so, all characters, all classes start with starting equipment, right? They don't they don't start the world nude. And I think this was a question you asked me like a year ago as we first started out. You're like, what do they get? Like, Yeah. They... Um, well, it's that weird question of like they're level one, but they're not babies. They've, they've existed no. for some time. And so technically, according to D&D stats, they're real squishy at level one, mm-hmm. but they're adults. Like they've been doing this. They've obviously been training if they know how to fight in general for, you know, this example. And so is that weird? Like, well, what do they come in with? Like basically whatever their backstory lends them. Like, how does that <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. set up? And, and that's a great point about like how do fighters like start? They could be like a brand new recruit to like the city guard. They could be part of a guild. They could be, um, you know, leaving home for the first time after kind of growing up as part of a, a militia or just, you know, being good at protecting the livestock. You know, like they've killed like a bear and a lion and they're like, yeah, I've, I've got a decent handle on this. I've been shooting my bow and arrow and using my sling since I was a kid. And now I'm grown and I'm going to find my place in the world right so um and what's great here in the equipment is they give you the either or option you can mm-hmm. mix and match but it's like there's some clear choices for the upfront just take the damage they probably can't hit you melee fighter and the, i'm gonna stay back and far away from all these people range fighter so for armor it's either chain mail which is great or leather armor longbow and 20 arrows right so that's the price differential 
between those items. So you get chainmail or you get leather armor as well as the longbow, uh-huh. but you don't get the longbow and arrows if you get the Correct. chain. Correct. So okay. option one is chainmail. Option two is leather armor, longbow, and 20 arrows. <laughs> okay. Right. It's the sample platter, or you can have the entre- the you know the main course. The yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and but then the second one gets better because then it's uh, and then the next bullet point is column A, a martial weapon and a shield, or two martial weapons. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this before of if you can use the shield as a weapon potentially, like an improvised weapon. Yes. Or if it's just blocking it. So that that's kind of a blurry one too, depending on how you expect to play your character. Right. And in previous editions of the game, you could do more things with shields. And there are more kinds of shields. Um, as we've kind of joked before, under the listing for shields. <laughs> shields. Shields. <laughs> and I'm like, come on. Um, like, give me a buckler that's strapped to my arm. It gives me a plus one to my AC, but I still have a free hand. Uh, they can't be used to for a hold a weapon. They can be used for something else. Like, come on. Um, so, but even there, the two martial weapons is there's a well entrenched motif and and trope of the dex based fighter dual wielding you know short swords or scimitars. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dritz Duerden, uh the famous good aligned uh, drow, is one of those guys. Um, even though he's a ranger, but whatever. Uh, so again. Finesse, light weapons, or, or there's a couple of options for that. So that's kind of nice. And then uh, bullet point three, a light crossbow and 20 bolts or two hand axes. And here it's kind of flipped because a crossbow is a dexterity weapon, right? It's a ranged weapon. But two hand axes, hand axes have the thrown property, which means you can throw them using your strength. And so this is a great ranged weapon for strength-based fighters we don't mm-hmm. have to switch to a bow and arrow and then take a hit to their two hit bonus because now they're using the ability score that doesn't really help them. So hand axes are great and they like do decent damage. It's awesome. Um, and then there's a dungeoneering pack or an explorer's pack. Um, don't worry about that. No one ever uses it. It's fine. Um, oh, come on. People use those. <laughs> You're singling me. I use those. Like, I feel so scalded out right now. <laughs> Good. Like, they no, come with okay. rope and other useful things that are important sometimes <laughs> mm-hmm. okay the dungeoneering one i don't feel is terribly useful the explorers pack is kind of my go-to because that's like a well-rounded you're going to use most of the stuff in there um but that's just my preference is i feel like all the stuff that's in there ha- makes more logical sense in like everyday adventuring yeah no it, it's really true um because the the problem is, and the reason I joked about that is that people will get these packs and then never look Forget to see they have what's them. in them. Yeah, and then three sessions, then they'll go, "Do I have rope?" And they're and you're like, "Yeah, you've had like fifty feet of coiled silken rope this whole time, or hemp rope, or whatever the heck it is." Um, and so, yeah, so I, I'm pulling it up right now. Um, as far as yeah, equipment. we also have an episode that we recorded in season one all about equipment too that people can reference back to as we're talking about some of these weapons that we're talking about, some of the equipment we're talking about. If it's new to you, go back to episode, I think it's episode one, two, one of those episodes in the first season, and we'll actually yeah. dive into the specifics on each of these things. So Right. But for example, the Explorer's Pack includes the backpack everything goes in, which is nice, uh, a bedroll, a mess kit, tender box, 10 torches. 10 days of rations and a water skin. It also has 50 feet of hemp and rope strapped to the side. Not inside. No, no, to the side. Strapped to the side. Yes, very important. 
Um, yeah. The Dungeon Engineering Pack has a hammer and crowbar and ten pythons, so that's kind of fun. Um, so I guess they're going mountain climbing later. I don't know. Um, so, so is that all your character would get at level one? Do you, as a DM, do you allow people to flavor their equipment a little bit more than that? Like, what yeah. what's the standard? Would you say for people? Like, is it just you get this and that's it, or do people kind of like add on, you know, the sprinkles on top of the icing? Right. I think most people allow the uh, the sprinkles on top of the icing for sure. Um, and also backgrounds can give you some more things as well mm-hmm. um, that can add and accentuate that stuff. But oftentimes if someone's like, I really want, you know, a bag of flour. Can I have that instead of the pythons or whatever? And they're like, yeah, sure. Because there's no real game mechanic reason why it has to be the Explorers or Dungeoneering Pack. Dungeon really. Packs are us. <laughs> Yeah, dungeon packs are us. Yeah, they went down to the wall dungeon and picked up an explorer's pack. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, I heard one guy recently on social media who was saying that he doesn't do the packs. They get a um, they get a backpack that has that is a non magical item that has four charges, and they can expend a charge to grab what uh, whatever mundane item they need out of the backpack. Hmm. You pull that's it, an interesting that's, way to do that. Right, so that's part of your equipment now. So they're like, oh, I need rope. Like, you can spend a charge. And like, yeah, I'll, I'm going to try my backpack and there's this rope there, right? Because that's kind of how it ends up being anyway. But it adds a little bit of flavor where it's like, okay, well, you got one charge left, man. What do you want? They're like, I, I want a torch. And they're like, okay, all the charges are done. You get back to town to actually buy the crap you need now that you see it's important. If you don't have enough dice to make it through your game after every single set gets put in dice jail, make sure you check out the Critical Dice and their endless bag of dice. You can get a new set of dice delivered to your doorstep every single month for as low as 7 bucks a month. Compendium listeners can actually also get a special offer by using the code COMPENDIUM, C-O-M-P-E-N-D-M, for 50% off of your first month of dice. Just go to thecriticaldice.com and use that code at checkout. We hope you guys enjoyed listening to our conversation this week. If you haven't done so already, it would really help us out if you would take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. The Compendium is also on Patreon. So if you like listening, that is a great way to help contribute to the content that we create. New episodes are available every Tuesday and Friday or Monday and Thursday if you're a patron. And you can always keep up with us between episodes by following us on social media. Just look up the compendium, that's C-O-M-P-E-N-D-M, on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Jason also shares a bunch of great content and plot hooks on his page, The Critical Dice, so make sure that you check him out and follow him as well. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we will see you guys next time.